Welcome to Kingstar Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe God's word will impact your everyday life. This building without you cannot be a church. So it is the people in the building who make the church. Actually, they were used to be called the ecclesia, the called out ones, yes? But we are called out to govern. That is what we are called out to do, to take our place in society, to take our place in family, and govern on behalf of the kingdom of God. Does that make sense? So when she said the church was in transition, I felt there are scriptures for the transition, but those, those scriptures must affect you because you're part of the transition. There can be no transition without you. Does that make sense? I was taught a long time ago, and this word always... It's an English word, but it says transitions are full of angst, A-N-G-S-T. Transitions can be full of anxiety, and you have to be very careful in transitions that you don't fall through the cracks. That when people are transitioning, you must go with them. Because if you're not careful, you will fall through the cracks, and you will not make it in transition. Why is that? Because as human beings... We don't like change. As human beings, we don't like change. None of us. We like things to stay the same. But, uh, but God is a God who is continuously changing. He says, I go from one glory to another. God is never stagnant. stagnant. When you're stagnant, there's a problem. God is always moving. He's a movement God. He doesn't stay still. But we like to stay in our comfort zone. Sometimes we even say, if it's broke, why do we have to fix it? We don't have to fix it. It's not broken. But God wants us to continuously move. And he wants us to continuously, almost I sense, walk into the unknown. But we like walking into the known. We don't want to walk into the unknown. We, we, we want to be sure of where we are going and what we are doing. But that is never how God works. Because then where will faith come in? Where will faith Come in. And I love that the, the, when he talks about faith, he says there's an expected end. Faith is knowing that there's an expected end. And then the other thing I love about faith, it's the size of a mustard seed. That's the faith that we need. One of the scriptures I was hearing, it's not one of the scriptures I wanted to share, but I was hearing it at night as I was fighting my battles, was the one where he said, what was that person for scripture? Where he said, um, we're going to the other side. But there was a storm. Because I think what we do is we forget what God said. Does that make sense? We forget what? Did he say we're going to the other side? So whether there are storms, no storms, that is irrelevant. He said, we have to take him at his word. He said we're going to the other side. So you must believe that. That's the faith that God is calling you to. I'm sure. It's just that I can't go into I'm sure there are people who are wondering, do we really want to make this transition? What does this mean for us? You've got all sorts of questions. But you must transit because one of the things I felt, and it's something I feel for young people, and you're young, because you're not as old as I am, so you're young, is that you have to be very careful where you carry yourself. The Bible says the steps of a righteous man or woman are ordered by God. And I feel that because I feel like with young people, it is easy to get out of step and out of alignment with God. Especially your generation, there's a lot of distractions. So many that if you don't keep yourself focused on the path of God, you can fall by the wayside. Amen? So there has to be a very serious focus. And I'm sensing in my spirit, you need to really ask yourself, if you're questioning the move, 
If you're questioning where you fit in, if all of a sudden the enemy has started sowing doubt in you, you have to be careful. I'm here to tell you today, don't do that. Listen to the voice of the Lord. What did the Lord say? What brought you here? What brought you here? And keep moving. Amen? I've just loved even when I've come in the worship, the prayer. Absolutely amazing. People are not praying like this. Even in my country, people are not praying like this. Church has become the biggest game ever. People don't pray. They come in, do two slow, two fast songs, two slow songs. Nobody prays in the spirit, and then they leave. So like even for me, my, the church that I run, I'm doing it differently. And so when people come in, there's some, some pastors came from our church. They were like, wow, this is so refreshing. You pray in the spirit. I was wondering, as opposed to? <laughs> as opposed to what? You know, this is what we're supposed to do. But people have almost become ashamed of praying in the spirit, of praying loudly, of worshiping God, of, of releasing themselves to God. So we're very stiff in church. It's become, in my country, we call it mutaratara. I don't know what you call it. It's like it's just following a sequence. You're just ticking off a list that you came to church, but you don't want the power. It's actually biblical. The Bible says it's having a form of, of godliness, but without power. Denying the power thereof. So you can't deny the power. And so today I was sensing. So seven is the number of completion and perfection. Eight is the number of new beginnings. So you're being ushered into a lot of new beginnings. Amen? But new beginnings require scripture and the word that you speak into it to sort of cement that new beginning and to move forward with that new beginning. So let me give you my scriptures. One was Isaiah 45, verse 1 to 3. That one talks about going, God going before us, leveling mountains, raising valleys, making the crooked places straight, breaking down gates of bronze, cutting through bars of iron to give us treasures and riches that have been hidden for different and different generations. Amen? And you know, when I, when I, when I speak that word of Isaiah 45, because my mandate is generational, I always imagine that to us, they are, they are things that have not been enjoyed by previous generations, that God wants to release to us. But we must be positioned to receive those things. We must understand that we must be positioned to receive those things because they have escaped other generations. Do you understand what I'm saying? Things that generations were meant to have if only they had been in alignment. Because another word is alignment. And that's Matthew 6.10. The Bible says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is written in heaven. And you must pray for yourself that scripture. You must decree and declare that everything in your life must align according to what is written in the kingdom. What is written in heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is written in heaven. And these scriptures I'm giving you, like Isaiah 45, if you go back there, one, two, three, is so that you can also break them down and unpack them for yourself. God is making a statement here. He's saying, I have gone before you. So in terms of the transition, in terms of the people here, God has gone before you. And that's a, that's a, a, a statement, a decree, and a declaration that we need to make. Amen? That God has gone before you. That he's leveled the mountains. He's, he's removed the obstacles. He's raised the valleys. He's made the, the, the fields a level playing field. He's broken down these generational gates of, of bronze and, and pillars that are preventing you from accessing what God has ordained for you. Amen? 
So if you would indulge me, I'm going to keep going and then we're going to pray. Please stand up. We make decrees. Father Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, give me back to Isaiah 45 verse 1. We want to decree and declare, Father, and to release over the congregation that this is what the Lord says. And when I say to his anointed, it says there, Cyrus, put your name. Amen? Are we going? Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus, this is what the Lord says to his anointed, to Angela, whose right hand I take hold of, to subdue nations before her, to strip kings of their armor, to open doors before her so that gates will not shut. We decree, go back, go back to verse 1. We make a decree and a declaration, go back to verse 1, that there are open doors. You can be praying in the spirit of you, so desire. Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus, the word of God says in terms of doors, in the book of Revelation, that see, I've set before you an open door that no man can shut and that only God can open in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we decree and declare that you open doors before us and ensure that no gate shut in the name of Jesus. Doors of employment, doors of business, doors of marriage, doors of family, doors of wealth in the name of Jesus. I decree they are open now in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare that the doors shall not shut. You will ensure that the gates are open in the name of Jesus to bring in the wealth of nations, to bring in the wealth of nations in the name of Jesus, to give us access into all that you have ordained for us in the name of Jesus. You are giving access to the church, Lord, to the people within the church in the name of Jesus. Open wide the doors in the name of Jesus. The word of God even says there are double doors in the name of Jesus. Open the double doors. Give us access. Give us the ability to walk through the doors that you're opening in the name of Jesus. Let us be able to see these doors in the name of Jesus. And we decree they shall not be shut. Isaiah 60 says they will not be shut day and night. I decree access, the release of everything that God has ordained. I decree this eighth month is a month of open doors in the name of Jesus. Open doors into everything that you have ordained for us. Open doors, Father, into what generations have not been able to access in the name of Jesus Christ. The word of God says in verse 2 that you will go before us. You will level the mountains. You will break down gates of bronze. You will cut through bars of iron. Father, in the name of Jesus, we make a decree and a declaration that you are going before us to level every mountain that stands before us, to break down gates of bronze, to cut through bars of iron. Anything that is standing in our way, in the name of Jesus, we make a decree and a declaration. It must come down in the name of Jesus. Whatever is standing before us in the marketplace, in terms of wealth creation, in the name of Jesus, deliver us from poverty, in the name of Jesus. Every place of lack, break down gates of bronze, cut through bars of iron, give us access in the name of Jesus into the treasures. Verse 3, the word of God says that you will give us hidden treasures, riches, stored in secret places so that we may know that you are the Lord the God of Israel who has summoned us by name father you know us by name you have summoned us by name we are part of King Touch we are part of this church you have called us by name you have summoned us by name it's our season for hidden treasures for riches stored in secret places so that we may know that you are the God of Israel the word of God says 
you have given us the ability to create wealth in the name of Jesus to confirm the covenant give us the ability Lord let us see the wealth that is hidden for us give us access to it in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit amen and amen amen and amen heavenly father even in line with that prayer if there's anybody seeking a job i decree the gates of jobs are open if somebody's seeking to move from one department move from one organization move to a different level of pay in the name of jesus if everybody anybody who's looking for for for, for money for school in the name of jesus anyone that's looking for opportunities people who are looking for visas people even want to go and live outside the country I want to decree and declare that the gates and the doors are open. Psalm 24 says the earth and the Lord, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and the people within it. And I sense in my spirit, give us access in the name of Jesus. Give us access into that which you have ordained for us in the name of Jesus. Give us access into marriage. Give us access into open wombs and having children. Give us access to being in the right place at the right time with the right people doing the right thing in jesus name we pray amen amen you may have your seats and we're going to keep doing that so isaiah 45 i love it because it's a scripture where god has said i have gone before you so it's a place you need to immerse yourself any place where you're experiencing mountains obstacles you need to decree this word that god has gone before you and you need to settle it in your heart that he has gone before you and that he is leveling mountains. He's giving you access in the name of Jesus. Amen. One of the words that you need to pray in your life always and continuously is access. Because when Jesus Christ died, the veil tore in two. And we were given access, direct access to the Father. Before that, the priest had to pray for you. Now you have access. Amen. But there are so many things and so many places that we, we lack access. Especially being young, maybe not having the right networks, the right opportunities. So one of the things that you need to learn to pray is God give me access. Give me access. And then when he gives you the access, you have to use the access. You cannot then say, I'm not going to do this because now this, because what happens with, with a lot of people is when God starts doing miracles, when God starts giving access, when God starts opening doors, fear enters. And we begin now to look at the door that God has opened and begin to question. Like Eve. You know, Eve said, did God really say? The serpent asked that, did God really? So there's a way that you have to know what God has said. You have to know that one of the reasons Jesus Christ died was access. So you must get the access. Everything that you desire, you can never say it's out of your reach. Psalm 24 says that the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Everything in the world belongs to God. So he can give you access. If you sit down and buckle down and pray and diligently seek him. He says he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. The other scripture was Isaiah 41 verse 10 to 16. And the, the key takeout for me from this scripture is that God says he will uphold you with your righteous right hand. But also in this scripture, he says, do not fear. And you know, all throughout God's word, he's always saying, do not fear. But that means that things must be fearful. Things must be? Because he's always saying, do not fear. So even in this scripture, he talks about 
not fearing, but he's saying that I'm upholding you with your righteous right hand. And I felt that was a direct word for the church, that God is holding you up with his righteous right hand. This is an amazing church, an amazing congregation. And you can imagine sometimes when you give God a place to fill, if it's going to be like the whole floor, he will increase that capacity. But then, yes, and you've been in a place of incubation. You've been in a place of preparation. And, and never worry. I've, I've understood. I've done ministry now for 17 years. I, I never, I, I stopped worrying. God will send help. He says in the book of Obadiah, saviors will come from Mount Zion. He will send help. He will not leave you nor forsake you because you have been faithful. And you continue to be faithful for the lives of these people. You know, when we're called to places to teach, like I came here for this weekend to, to minister at a women's conference, and then today I was here. You know, the, the one thing that we desire, and I hope you know, is transformation. But it's not our transformation. It's your transformation. God has sent me here. The devil fought me the whole night because there's something he wants to transform in your life. There's something I have that I can deposit to you. Amen? There's something I'm here to release. Amen? Amen? So you've got to understand that God has said in the places that you fear that he's upholding you with his right hand. And he says, do not fear. Amen? Amen? Let's pray this scripture. Father Lord, in the name of Jesus, you're decreeing and declaring that we should not fear. For you are with each and every one of us. We shall not be dismayed because you're our God. And the word of God says that you will strengthen us and you will help us and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Father, sometimes even we go looking for help in all the wrong places. But here God is saying, I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And I sense it's just a, 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 a time of submission that we submit to your authority, we submit to your will, we submit to your ways, we trust you, Lord. We look at the track record that we have with you and we say, Father, I trust you because you are making these statements saying, I am, I am God, I care about you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Let us stop looking for help in all the wrong places. Let us stop trying to make our own decisions in the name of Jesus. Let our feet and our steps be ordered by God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And let us not fear. I rebuke fear in all its shapes, all its expressions in the name of Jesus. Fear that stops us from doing what God has ordained. Fear that stops us from speaking up. Fear that stops us from accessing what God has ordained for us. Fear that stops us from wanting to engage in the new. Fear that does not want us to transition into all that God has ordained for us. I decree we shall not fear in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. But we shall walk into that which God has ordained for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 The next scripture is Isaiah 61 verse 1 to 9. And I love Isaiah 61 verse 1 to 9. We're going to go through all of it. Because the Bible says that it starts by saying how the spirit of the Lord has anointed us. And then I love the way it ends. It talks about that everybody shall give a testimony. They shall say this can only be the doing of God. Who needs a testimony like that? 
We need testimonies like that, don't we? Where people look, even your enemies or your frenemies or whatever they are called, even them, they can recognize here, this can only be God. Nobody else could have removed them from this place. Nobody else could have blessed them this way. But I love that there's a progression. And when I read Isaiah 61 verse 1 to 9, 1 to 4 must take place first before 5 to 9 takes place. Amen? 1 to 4 must take place in your life first. And I feel that that's God's responsibility. Then 4 to 9 begins to take place. Amen? Because I'm going to pray and you know you're looking at me like, am I communicating? Yes. Am I You are understanding me? Yes. Okay, good. Because I, the brief also about the scripture is I love that God says there's an exchange taking place. He's giving you beauty for ashes, the oil of, of gladness instead of a spirit of despair. You know, instead of, uh, 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 the oil of gladness instead of a spirit of heaviness and the garment of expressive praise instead of a spirit of despair. He's calling us oaks of righteousness to display his splendor. That means even as I'm about to pray, any part of your life that is not displaying, manifesting the splendor of God must align in the name of Jesus. There must be an alignment. And that's what I love about this scripture. And everything we need is in God's word. You cannot pray outside of God's word. You cannot pray outside of God's word. You have to, for the accuracy of your prayer, you must pray inside the word of God. Amen. 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 I don't know why I feel like saying this before I go to pray. Let's say you're in your house and you're feeling oppressive spirits. What you need to do is play worship music or play the Bible, the audio Bible, or play messages. Are you understanding? So that the atmosphere in your house does what? It shifts. Some of you, I know you struggle. I know you can't even shake your head. You cannot acknowledge it. But you struggle because you're also listening to secular music. But that music creates an environment that is not the right environment for the things that God wants to do in your life. You know, I'm also sensing my spirit. It's like God is saying, choose this day who you will serve. Choose this day. And I'm here to tell you, I made so many mistakes. I'll keep coming back and I'll share my stories. But I made so many mistakes, but I don't want you to make them. I don't want you to make them. Some of these mistakes and the things that are trying to draw you away from God can kill you, can cost you your destiny. The things that you're attracted to that glitter, they're not true. They're not true. Focus on God. Stay in God. Some of you even may go in places where you're even arguing with your parents. You know, your parent, nobody will love you like your parent. Do you know that? Nobody will love you? No one. It's the truth. No one can love you like you. And they always seem to be the people who are removing the fun, yes? Don't they? But it's because they've been there, they've done that, they have a t-shirt. They know. They may not, the, the problem with us and our generation and maybe my parents' generation is that we're not good at explaining things. But there's a reason that they're telling you the things they're telling you. There's a reason. Amen? Amen? There's a reason. I hope one day I'll be able to come and we do like a marketplace workshop so that I just share with you my nuggets from the marketplace. Because you need them. They will help you to move faster. Because you don't know the things I know. Amen? 
You don't know the things? Yeah. yeah. So I've had a total of, I think it's, it's how many years? 2017 in hospitality, four in sales and marketing, that's 21, and 79 ministry. 39 years of experience in the corporate world. If you listen to me, you will move very quickly. You will not get stuck. You will not keep going around mountains. But I'm also saying there are other people like that God has placed in your life. Yesterday I was saying, and it's, it's amazing, and I don't know how I got there, but I was saying how change is hard. And sometimes when people ask you to change, you're resisting the change. Instead of asking yourself, why am I being asked to change? When you come to church every Sunday, I encourage people to have one takeout that is applicable from that sermon. One. Only because if it's one, you, you'll change. If it's ten, you won't. So every time you come to, 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 to church on Sunday, I'm challenging you. What is the one takeout that you're going to take out from what was taught on Sunday, from the way that worship was led, from the way prayer was made? Amen? Does that make sense? Amen and amen. I think my final scripture is going to be Psalm 23. You may have your seats. What I love about Psalm 23, as I pray it, is that it was an analogy. So Jesus used to use analogies of things that had taken place in the society. And so in Psalm 23, apparently the shepherd would wake up and he would go out to look for pasture. He'd go and look that the route the sheep were going to take. And the sheep would be asleep, so he'd go and check where the danger is, where the food is, where the grass is, where the water is. And then he would come back and now wake up the sheep and move. So sometimes, even when I was asking God why he wants us to pray Psalm 23, is sometimes we think that we're in charge of our own destiny, but we are not. God has already gone. You see, it's connecting to Psalm, to Isaiah, that God has already gone before us. So by the time he's, he's waking you up, what we need to do is follow. You know, as sheep, we need to follow. You must be a good follower. One of the things I've learned in leadership, and every time I ask great leaders why they are such great leaders, they always give me the same answer. They are good followers. So I ask you to follow Pastor Encia and, and the people that she's working here with. You must follow. You know, I'm always saying, you know, you're the generation of Instagram, Facebook, following but not really following. Follow everyone, isn't it? But you're not really? Because following means do what I? Follow me as I follow? Christ. Follow means you do. They said when they had a rabbi, and a rabbi would train a disciple, that when the rabbi dies, the disciple would be the same as the rabbi. This is what God is trying to do with us. Yeah? Where his blueprint, where his pattern, where his prototype. So we, when, when we go out there and try to do things ourselves away from God, there's a problem. Because God is the one who created us in his image and in his likeness. He created us for purpose. So how do we do things outside the will of God? It's not possible. You have to do things in the will of God. And then he's placed for you leaders. He's placed for you a shepherd. What you need to do is follow the shepherd. Do what she does. I love the way she prayed. I can't wait for one day we come and pray here for five hours. I love it. You know, it's very good, isn't it? It is because prayer breaks through things. I walked in this room sick, by the way. I'm healed in the name of Jesus. 
I walked in this room really feeling well, but when she kept praying and she kept saying, hold the hand, healing, that happened. So, and that's why we come to the house of God. Never kid yourself. You come to the house of God because this is the place of healing. This is the place where you receive rejuvenation. You, see, you receive energy. You receive messages that help you go out and do the work in the week. Remember, God is talking about separation because the, it's very easy to be distracted and to step out of the will of God. Very easy. One wrong move. One wrong thought that you are allowed to take thought. One wrong movie. One wrong scene on a movie. One wrong song. One wrong relationship. And it takes you out of the will of God. So when you come to the house of God, we are reminding you who you are. We are reminding you how to pray. We are reminding you what God's word says about you. We are teaching you. We are empowering you. We are supposed to equip you so that you go out and do the work of ministry. That's why the Bible says God gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip you. To equip you. So be equipable, if there is such a word. Be willing to be equipped. Before I pray Psalm 23, there's a scripture, because I know when we're young, we want to be fruitful. There's a scripture in Isaiah 119, which I like. It's a good formula. I call it a good formula. It says, if you're obedient and willing, you will eat the fruit of the land. So to be fruitful, all this fruitfulness that you are seeking is brought about by obedience and willingness. Are we together? You're not convinced. Are we together? Yes. You must obey the voice of God. You must obey the voice of your leaders. You must obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. Being Holy Spirit led. Let me just help somebody because maybe this is for somebody. You know you could be in a situation where you know I've released jobs. Jobs are coming in Jesus' name. Amen. So you could be in a place where you, you're being asked, you're, you're given an offer of two jobs. Human nature, you look at which one has more money. But the Holy Spirit is saying take the one with that's why you're Holy Spirit led. You know in your spirit which one you're supposed to take. Your human nature is telling you this one has more. But the Holy Spirit is saying take the. You have to. That scripture is saying if you're obedient and willing, you will be fruitful. Sometimes the things of God don't make sense. And they don't have, you just have to know in your heart that God is saying choose this one. Romans 12 2 talks about having a renewed mind but renewed to who renewed to the ways of god renewed to the ways of god and his word so that must be some that's coming to somebody this week where you're gonna have an option but you have to follow what the holy spirit says and sometimes when i'm training people they say but how do i know that's not the voice of the devil i said the only way you know the voice of the devil is you you have been engaging with him because, yeah, it's the truth. If you don't know the voice of the devil, why would he be speaking to you? Why? If, let me give you another one, because I can see some of the faces. Let's say, you know the voice of your mother or your sister, and they're not supposed to be here, isn't it? But they started talking outside there. Would you know that's your mother? Would you know that's your sister? Although they're not supposed to be there. But you'd hear that voice and say, ah, I know that voice. So the more you spend time with God, you know the voice of? Only if you are spending time with the devil. 
Do you know the voice? He has no business speaking to you. Or you should be able to recognize that is not the voice of God. Because I know how God speaks. And the more, more time you spend with God, just like you've spent time with that, you're saying your mother or your sister, you know their voice. The more you spend time with God, that is how you know his voice. Amen? Amen. Before I pay Psalm 23, is there anybody who has a question? Any brave soul? You know, I told you, the days, we have to preach differently. Anybody with a question? Anyone with something they don't understand? Anyone who wants something to be explained? Any brave human beings? <laughs> no brave human beings. Wow. Okay, let me pray Psalm 23. Father Lord, in the name of Jesus, I want to decree and declare that even in this transition, Lord, that you go with us, Lord, that you walk with us, that we don't try to walk out of step with you, that we walk in step with you, the Bible says that the Lord is my shepherd and I will lack nothing. I'm also going to tie that to places where the enemy tells us we are lacking. He says when we choose God, we are lacking. When we choose God, that's boring. When you choose the things of the world, he says that's the better thing. It's not true in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father, that we shall walk in the overflow of God. Because you are our shepherd in the name of Jesus. And today we decree and declare that we shall lack nothing. In the name of Jesus, we shall walk in your paths. We shall walk in your ways. We shall walk in your truth. We shall walk in your light. And you will order our steps in the name of Jesus. And you will be our shepherd and we shall lack nothing. Father, the second verse says that you will make us to lie down in green pastures and lead us beside quiet waters. Father, Lord, these green pastures are a place where we can eat and have our fill. Lead us in quiet waters, places where we can be refreshed in the name of Jesus. I want to decree and declare that the King's Touch will be a place of refreshing. It will be a place where we are fed. It will be a place where we are refreshed in the name of Jesus. It will be a place where we are led, where we are guided in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Make us to lie down in green pastures. Let us follow our leaders as they follow Christ in the name of Jesus. Bring us into places of, 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 of plenty. Bring us into places of refreshing in the name of Jesus Christ. Father Lord the word of God says that you refresh our soul. Father everybody who needs a soul refreshed. The soul is the mind, the will and the emotions. Father refresh our soul. The Bible says that the mind needs to be renewed according to Romans 12 2. Let there be a mind renewal taking place right now in the name of Jesus. Renew our mind. Help us not to conform to the ways of the world, but to have a mind renewal in the name of Jesus. Let us submit our will to the will of the Holy Spirit. Let us follow with what the Holy Spirit says. Let our emotions be aligned with the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus. Father, guide us along the path, the right paths for the sake of your name. Bring glory to your name. Bring glory to your name by allowing us to take the right paths. Father, even if we come to a fork in the road, and you know the Bible says you will hear a voice saying, go to the left or go to the right. May we choose the right path. And may the paths that we choose bring glory to your name. Bring glory to your name. Let the glory of the Lord come through us, for us, in us, and all around us in the name of Jesus. For the sake of your name, Father. Do not bring shame to your name.
They know that we are Christians. They know that we serve you, Lord. Therefore, we decree that you bring us to the place of your glory so that your name can be praised. The Bible says from the rising of the sun to the setting of the same, the name of the Lord is praised in the name of Jesus. Father, the word of God says that even though we walk through the darkest valley, we shall fear no evil for you are with us and your rod and your staff they comfort us. And Father Lord, I want to decree and declare, deliver us out of valleys in the name of Jesus. Deliver us out of danger. Deliver us in places that are a valley in the name of Jesus. Bring us out. The Bible says that you will bring us out into a pleasant place and that the boundary lines will fall for us in pleasant places. I decree and declare that Father, anybody that is in a valley, draw them out of that valley. Bring them into a spacious place and let the boundary lines fall for them in pleasant places in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, the word of God says that you prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Father, prepare a table. Prepare a table. And also King's Touch is a table that God has prepared for us to come and eat and partake in the name of Jesus. This is the table of the Lord. May we come and eat and partake in the name of Jesus. May we come and eat and partake of that which has been laid out for us in the name of Jesus. May we come and eat and partake in the name of Jesus. May we take it in fully in the name of Jesus. Let us eat and partake of the Lord's table. Let us eat and partake of that which you have placed before us. And I love that it's a table. It's not a plate. It's a table. So it's full of many choices. But then again, if it's a table, we have to serve. We have to serve. There's an action we need to take. When you come to a table, you have to bring your plate and then you have to serve. There's an action of serving in the name of Jesus. Father Lord, you talked about access. May we access this table, the table of your glory, the table of your provision, the table of your grace, the table of your healing, the table of your provision, the table of jobs, the table of marriages, the table of children, the table of finances, the table of wealth creation. In the name of Jesus, you have prepared a table. Let us now pick off the table. The table is heavy laden in the name of Jesus. Let us pick off the table. Let us pick off the table. That which God has ordained for us in the name of Jesus. Father, anoint our head with oil so that our cup overflows. Right now in this room, Lord, it is possible for you to pour oil on each head here. Mine included in the name of Jesus. Let there be an outpouring of your oil. Let there be an outpouring of your glory. Let there be an outpouring of your presence. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, let there be an anointing, Father. I sense and I feel like we're in the upper room where there were tongues of fire, but now I feel it's oil. The oil of your glory, the oil of your grace, the oil of your presence, the oil of your miracles in the name of Jesus. Anoint our head with your oil in the name of Jesus. Let our cups overflow. I decree the end of lack of any kind in the name of Jesus. I decree the end of lack. I release the end of lack in any shape or form. Things must overflow. Cups must overflow. The cups of business must overflow. The cups of ministry, the cups of ideas, the cups of the marketplace, the cups of our work and our jobs, the cups of our families, the cups of our marriages, the cups of our children, the cups of everyone that is connected to us, the cups of our business, the cups of your grace, the cups of prayer, the cups of our spirituality, 
there is an overflow in the name of Jesus. Let there be an overflow in the name of Jesus. Let the cups of God overflow in the name of Jesus. Let there be an overflow of the grace of God. Let there be a release of the glory of God. Let there be an overflow in the name of Jesus. Let there be an overflow. Let there be an overflow of your glory, of your grace, of your presence, of your love, of your favor, of your capacity in the name of Jesus. Let there be an overflow. 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 Let there be a release of your grace, a release of your glory. Let there be an overflow. Let there be an overflow. Let there be an overflow. Hey, let there be an overflow. Let there be an overflow of your grace and of your glory. Let there be an overflow. Let there be an overflow. Let there be an overflow. Overflow with your glory. Overflow with your grace. Overflow with your presence. We cannot live here the same. Let there be an overflow. We cannot live here the same. <coughs> let there be an overflow. We cannot live here the same. We cannot live here the same. There must be an overflow. An overflow of your grace. An overflow of your glory. An overflow of your oil. An overflow of your capacity. An overflow of your love. An overflow of your favor. An overflow of your presence. In the name of Jesus. An overflow of your miracles. Your signs and your wonders in the name of Jesus. Let there be an overflow, Lord. Let there be an overflow. Let there be an overflow. Let there be an overflow. Let there be increased capacity. Let there be increased grace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. It cannot be any other way, Lord. Let us swim in your overflow. Let us swim in your overflow. And Father, we make a decree and a declaration that goodness and love will follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Father, there has to be an alignment. Anyone that is not in your house, anyone that is not on your paths, bring them into your house. Bring them into your paths. Sometimes we can sit here and look very holy, but you're the only one who knows what we do in secret. Father, bring us into your house. Bring us into your paths. Bring us into your will. Align all things in the name of Jesus. Let us dwell in the house of the Lord. Let the goodness of God, the love of God, and the mercy of God be our portion in every aspect of our lives in the name of Jesus. Father, let us dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I had sensed also at night that this king's touch is a capsule. It's a capsule of God's grace and glory. So in this capsule, in this house, there is a grace, there is a protection, there is a peace, there is an alignment that you need to make. Align yourself with this house, for there is an outpouring of the Holy Spirit here. And I hear the word, it's a capsule. It's encapsulating God's glory. So when you enter it, there is glory, there is grace, there is peace, and there is protection. May this be the truth in the name of Jesus. Father, we worship you. Verse 7, the Bible says, Oh, is that the last one? Is that the last verse? Father, we worship you, Lord Jesus. Find me Ephesians 2.10 in the Amplified Version. Let me end with this. May the birthing, 
May whatever you're birthing, may she birth it in the name of Jesus. May you birth what God has ordained for you. May you birth what God is birthing in you and for you and through you. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, birth it. Let there be a release in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, do I bring to the place of birthing and not give birth? Birth it, birth it, birth it. Release it in the name of Jesus. Let there be a birthing in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, Father Lord, I want to decree this as my last decree. That your word says we are your workmanship. Your own master work. We are a work of art. We're the masterpiece of the creator. We are the work of art. We are created in Christ Jesus. Reborn from above. Spiritually transformed. We are renewed and ready to be used for good works. Which God prepared for us beforehand. Taking paths which he set. Right now in the name of Jesus. Everybody who is not on the path. That God has preordained. That God has prepared. That God planned before us. That we would walk on that path. Living the good life. Which he prearranged. And made ready for us. I decree there is an alignment taking place right now. I release the words of Ephesians 2.10 in the Amplified Version. That God aligns us. We are placed on the path. If we are out of that path, there is an alignment. We get into rhythm and alignment with God. We come into the path. He says he pre-planned it. He pre-ordained it. He prepared it beforehand. That path that leads to the good life that he pre-arranged and made ready for us to live. So I decree there is a shift there is a shift even as we transition, as kings touch transitions, as the people transition into the next, into that which God has ordained, into the new beginning, according to the eighth month, as we transition into what God has ordained, we are aligned perfectly. We are on the path that God has prepared for us. And I just feel like there's a big shift and there's a big tug. And spiritually, God is going to move you Move your family, move your generations, move your marriage, move your children, move your business, move your job to align with his good and perfect and pleasing will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and share the message to your family and friends. Follow us on our social media at Kingstar Church.